Betches Media presents. Will you suck? I'm in. To fix this water problem. Sorry to this man. You can have a hundred people in the room. And I, oh, goodbye, Kyle. At Betches. Rise and shine. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the At Betches podcast. I'm Barry Rosenfeld. I'm Dylan Hafer. And I'm Dana Samuel. Hey, guys. Welcome hey back. Everyone. I'm so Dylan, excited to be we back. Missed I missed last <laughs> week. I was in the virtual slopes of Utah watching movies. <laughs> virtual slopes. Yes. Hitting the slopes, we thought, as always. <laughs> we, talk, we talked about you. Like, we included you in the conversation last oh. week. But we knew you were just... I asked Dylan, actually, tell everyone oh. how many videos or movies did you watch? Videos. Videos. Um, I saw 26 movies in, like, six days. <laughs> unbelievable it was a, in, it was a whole thing <laughs> in the real like at the real um some yeah. bands like if it wasn't virtual is that do you have obviously you don't have to watch all these but is that essentially what it is where like people just yeah. go and watch movies all day i think like so when you're there obviously there are the people that are there to like see a million movies and then i think there's more of also kind of like the social scene and there are people who like go to go and maybe they go to like a few screenings and then there are like parties and shopping and events and stuff like Real Houses of Salt Lake City style. Right. So um, I could totally <laughs> picture you like there, like with a backpack on and being like, excuse me, excuse me, like in middle school, like how you have to get yeah. to your next class. Be like, I have to get to my next viewing. <laughs> What's crazy? No, it's crazy though, because this year, because it was all virtual, it actually was smaller. Like there were less movies and it was like a fewer days than usual. And I'm like thinking about if you were actually like in Park City, staying in a hotel, like running around all day, you would be fucking exhausted after like yeah. eight days of that. I yeah. don't understand how you would, how people do it, but I mean, clearly they do. Well, hopefully but you can experience it next year, but we'll see. We'll see. I, yeah, I don't know. That would be fun. And we could hang with the Real Housewives. Um, that's, that's the main point. The dream. Um, we have a lot to talk about today, but before we do, let's get into what's happening at Betches. First of all, you should be sure to download Diet Starts Tomorrow with Aileen Drexler and Sammy Sage. This week, their guest was trainer and fitness influencer Kelsey Wells, and Aileen will be on the You Up podcast this coming Sunday, which Ooh. just happens to be Valentine's Day. Uh, no hard feelings for many of us. Um, <laughs> so be sure to subscribe to You Up and Diet Starts Tomorrow wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, that's exciting. V-Day, everyone. Yeah, maybe I V-day. will tune in. No, I will tune in. Um, it's, okay, it's, let's... A, it's just a Sunday. Yeah, what It's a Sunday. <laughs> so... Honestly, I'm just excited because we have Monday off for President's Day. I'm like, oh, that's yes. my holiday. So like... we can dr- okay, so now I will drink <laughs> maybe two bottles of wine by myself on Valentine's Day. Anyway, um, let's oh get into the first topic. So the Super Bowl was last I don't even Bust. know what day it is today. On it was Sunday. this. It was literally it was two days, days ago. ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tom Brady Bay. and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won. He won his seventh Super Bowl title after switching teams. The game was really boring because it was supposed to be Do, like an actual yeah, like, game. I feel like we're not here. I mean, like, I personally am not a fan of Tom Brady. I think he's like obnoxious, but I don't actually like care if that right. makes yeah. sense. Well, any well, then we're moving on anyway. We just had to <laughs> start with that. We have to talk about this halftime show because. The weekend Important performed, things. and I just have to say, we'll, we'll we'll chat. I am a fan of the weekend, but I have to say that when they announced him doing the halftime show, like I actually wasn't that excited. And even prior to 
seeing the whole internet reaction, I wasn't on my phone during it. And I myself was like, I don't like this. I don't like this. This isn't good. I didn't think it was bad. It just wasn't Super Bowl uh, standards. I actually think the reaction has been pretty mixed. I don't feel like... Mm -hmm. I, I feel like there are, I mean, definitely there are a good number of people who are like, I wasn't yeah. impressed, whatever, but I, I actually really enjoyed it and I don't feel like I'm the only one. Yes, um, I don't think you're the only one. And, th- okay, the thing for me, first of all, I like I there's no way to say this without being obnoxious, but I have been a fan <laughs> of The weekend for a really, really long time. Yeah. Like Since he was since like his, his mixtape mix days guy. in 2011 when all of his songs were about drugs and like, raunchy sex like it is wild just the fact that he has come from that to like so mainstream and like doing the Super Bowl halftime show with like no guests like just him Mm -hmm. I so like for me it was it was cool and I was excited because I like him a lot as a performer but I also think it was something different like we haven't seen I mean we've seen a lot of different types of Super Bowl halftime shows Mm -hmm. but I think that he really had like sort of an artistic like vision that he brought to it that I thought was really exciting. But that being said, I think it was very specific to what he does. And I think it felt like a halftime show for his fans, which he has a ton of fans, but also there are a lot of people watching the Super Bowl that don't know that much about him or don't really care right. for him. So I I get why a lot of people watched it and were kind of like, I don't, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. I... It was a show that I liked the song. I knew all the words to the songs that he chose to sing. He has so many hits. I feel like people forget, yeah. like wall to wall bangers. Well, well, we are wall to wall bangers to the brim with bangers. But <laughs> I knew all the words to all the songs he chose. Um, I didn't dislike it, but I was like on my phone while I was watching it and I and I wasn't bothered that I was on my phone doing something else while it was on. Like I was glancing back and forth at the screen from my phone. Yeah, Dylan, I agree with like what you said where he kind of did it as a performance for his fans. And that's exactly what my point is, is that the Super Bowl halftime show should be something that hits all different like generations and demographics because that many people are watching it and and I also have to say I read a bunch of different articles so if you guys know the answer let me know where he wasn't allowed to have a guest which I I don't know if because that's, of COVID no but... but that but to me that doesn't make sense because like everyone there got tested like there's fan like it didn't make sense to me if that yeah. was the reason why then he also had like dancers on yeah. stage yeah so. I mean he had like 500 people there was yeah. somebody on TikTok was like one of the background dancers and yeah. they posted this whole like um behind the scenes TikTok of like that day, like showing up to the site and like getting in costume and they took a bus to the stadium. And like, it was really cool. Um, just cause you don't, I mean, that's like one of my favorite things about TikTok is you'll find like yes. the most niche random people with like really interesting experiences. Like, um, I was like stalking this girl on TikTok who's a commercial voiceover artist. And she's literally that's like, a fun job. Yeah, like she's doing these TikToks where she like is the voice in the medicine commercial that's like, do you want this thing? (laughs) Like that's okay. Like TikTok rant aside, I feel like it it was really, there was a lot going on. And also this was the first time that they built the stage as like into part of the stadium and not Mm -hmm. in the middle of the field, which he also was talking about in the press conference was like something COVID related. Like it was like easier to have it. I don't know like all the, 
obviously we don't know like all the details, but definitely there were differences this year from a logistical standpoint. Right. Um, like if he wasn't allowed to have a guest that me that changes things like he obviously overcompensated with his own music and like had to figure out ways like to um, not figure out he has a team like to help but there like were, though like there were people that would have been logical guests like, like i wish he would have brought maluma out to sing he has like maluma he has a song with rosalia he yes I mean, he has songs with ariana grande drake like future all these people like there are oh, i do imagine i do understand what that halftime like, show would have been <laughs> I wasn't like bothered. That, oh, Daft Punk is like a huge oh my collaborator. God. I don't. I don't feel like the show was like bad because he didn't have guests. No. But like there yeah, were yeah. a lot of there would have been opportunities, and it felt like for whatever reason that wasn't like on the table. Yeah, I feel like at some parts too, which when I was I would look up and his mic was right by his mouth, but it sounded like he was so far away at some points when he was singing the audio wasn't good it's the you got to get the mix right like obviously you're in a stadium (laughs) there's a lot of noise but like you i mean there's people that do that that's like a skilled job like somebody can make his voice louder (laughs) yeah he sounded good though yeah he he does have a great voice he said he he spent seven million dollars of his own money we don't know like they, he Trump is change. not. He is not the first person or performer to do this during the halftime show. But they did say he is the first person to like con- constantly like talk about it and yeah. like brag about it. But like, what did it go to? I mean, the sets were <laughs> extravagant. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I don't know. Like, in t- obviously, like I don't know how much everything costs when you're like putting together a performance like that. But also, I don't know. Like. Is the NFL paying for part of it? Is Pepsi like Who I don't is know kind of for this? We need to right. see the receipts. Taxpayers. Like show us the expenses. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure. Like obviously, they're not saying like you have to fund it fully by yourself. But it's like if you want certain things, like it's like right. on like on when they go on trips on Real Housewives. Like if you want to fly first <laughs> class, you pay for your upgrade. Bravo's yeah. just buying the beautiful coach ticket. analogy. Beautiful. I, <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely, I think there was a lot of production value. There were cool sets, there were costumes, lots of dancers, like whatever, but there wasn't like one thing I was thinking like, is there going to be like a, a a plane flying or like a, you know, like a carnival, a roller coaster? Like what's, is there going to be like one thing that you're like, there's the $7 million. (laughs) I think we have to talk about the one part of that. Everyone has been memeing the part where he's in like, a fun the house. golden room. The, yeah, the fun house yeah. style room. <laughs> and it, people have been making so many videos of themselves playing the cameraman and they're like being choked out by the weekend. And that's why the video <laughs> was so crazy. Um, we I feel like we have to discuss that, especially the like bandages on well, all of their faces and everything there like were, that. There were, like you said, like 500 or so, I don't know, dancers with him. Were they the bandages has been like his look okay for mm-hmm. a, a little right. bit now, but were they using that like as their masks? <laughs> like I I don't know. I feel Maybe. like a I mix, mean, like a mixture. Were there like max? Were there like masks built into their plastic surgery <laughs> bandages? He actually did say he said in his press conference that he was like pulling in the elements from the era, like the bandages and the red blazer and all of that. But that he mm-hmm. was like he was like make trying to make it like kind of accessible to everyone like audience friendly and so like notice like he didn't have the bandages on his face like he didn't have the like plastic surgery like prosthetics like right i feel like if you were 
like my mom watching it, like it might not be your favorite show ever, but there wasn't anything that you would be like, oh, well, like, I don't want to see that. Or like, that's explicit. Like, right. Which is funny because he definitely is for how popular he is. He like is not a, a super family friendly artist no no (laughs) we just have to call out like obviously it was his Givenchy red jacket which he wears like to a lot of things but that was the only thing he wore like there was just of course you're gonna get nitpicked apart like you didn't even have an outfit outfit changes make a great performance Beyonce didn't change her outfit when she did the Super Bowl she's Beyonce but like that can't be the rationale for every single thing she does all of his dancers were wearing it like he needed to like stick out like a little I do think like people I mean, obviously, last year, J-Lo and Shakira was, like, iconic. Like, no no question. And I feel like because that's the immediate comparison, like, I saw some people that were, like, he wasn't even doing choreography. And it's, like, He's Bruce Springsteen a, didn't yeah. do choreography he when he did the do, Super he Bowl. Like, do, that's not what he does. Right. Yeah. Like, you, you can't have like fake expectations about what somebody's going to do if that's like not what yeah, they do I, I was just gonna say it's not like he's always busting like br- yeah. like breaking his Bruno back Mars. in, like, in yeah. his music videos whereas if JLo and Shakira were to have come on and just stood there people and you know I what mean, JLo's New Year's Eve performance this year that's what she did and it was boring it's, just, as it's like not her that's well, i mean for decades she has in in her music videos in her performance she like shows up shows out with a dance move so that's yeah. what you expect the weekend is not that no listen we all know that scratchy pjs can make a cranky kid i want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning and that's why i snuggle them up in little sleepies little sleepies makes award-winning bamboo pjs that moms rave about i am said mom i am obsessed with little sleepies they are so 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 soft i just got one that was the checkmates zippy for my son lucas it's so adorable and it's limited edition, so everybody go check it out. Little Sleepy's Zip Romper Pajamas, aka Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery soft, custom-milled Luna Lux Bamboo Viscose, their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. So Dylan, last week we talked about our favorite commercials, which we were having trouble mm-hmm. like remembering. But I also want to ask you guys, do you remember or do you have a favorite halftime show? Because I do. And it happens to have been from 20 years ago. Exactly. And that was the Britney one. Britney, Aerosmith, and Sync. We had guests. Nelly came out. It I was, need to rewatch that because oh, I know I've seen it God. and people always talk about it, but I haven't seen it like recently at so all. So good. And I mean Things are different. Like it was literally how crazy 2001 is 20 years ago, but it was just so (laughs) good. And like also like the Bruno Mars halftime show. 
it, it Bruno was, Mars it was, doesn't do it for me. Like he's a great, he's a great performer, but like, I don't personally really care. But he was with the mm-hmm. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like my, my idea of a halftime show is a band and a perform. You know what I mean? Like to hit it, like I the did. live music, everything. Live music. I duh. am partial. Okay. So I, I feel like <laughs> my favorites are all of like the, the, just like the gay ones. Um, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I love I mean, like Lady Gaga did an excellent halftime show. Oh, the gay I think. Ones. Um, my personal favorite, like this sounds crazy, but my per- my I guess not crazy. Like I really like Madonna's halftime show. I just That's think it's fun. Cool. And she had it was when she had the song with Mia and Nicki Minaj, so they were there. Mia did the middle finger, iconic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fun. Also, like as much shit as she gets online, I think Katy Perry did an excellent halftime oh, show. Oh yeah. It was very and Beyonce. Beyonce, of course, the Destiny's Child reunion. I mean, I was just specifically iconic. that moment. Anything for a Destiny's Child moment at any point, any year, that is it for me. That just does it for me. Beyonce I might be the Destiny's one that Child. like. I there are a lot that I like for different reasons. Beyonce might be like the one where I'm like, I think that's the best. I'm not sure though. It's tough. It's tough. I would it's tough. well. In, I will be completely honest with you. My brain just refuses to hold on to yeah. all of these memories. So I don't have a favorite, but I will say I remember Beyonce's the most, especially because mm-hmm. people are like all of the, you know, like um, politically have... in charge things that she incorporated and people were like some people were up in arms I about have, like, it. I have specific memories of where I was watching these different Really? Halftime show. Yeah, like I remember <laughs> Lady Gaga was my senior year of college and we were at this outside bar with like because I was in New Orleans and it was warm. And so we were at this outside bar with these like huge margaritas. Um Ooh. and then we even remember what you were drinking. I remember <laughs> um <laughs> before the drink. Beyonce was my senior year of high school and I was in Chicago doing college musical theater auditions so I was like literally in a hotel room watching it on the tv with my mom like I have like these Super Bowl memories like I don't care about football but I remember the halftime shows like where I was I would rather than saying my favorite I would like to amend my answer for my favorite commercial because I didn't know apparently this was a Super Bowl commercial the Pepsi one with Britney Pink and Beyonce. Dana yes. was very stressed last one. week. I just have to say the about Gladiator the commercial. <laughs> yeah, I was stressed last week. I can't remember amazing. one for the life of me. That one I felt iconic. Like the commercials this year to me sort of fell flat. Like I oh yeah. I mean, there are some like individually. To me, I guess I'm just a little over the like random brand with biggest celebrity possible. Like it right. has to be there has to be something extra. Like the fact that Dan Levy is in the commercial doesn't automatically make it like great to right. me. Well, right. this just in, we love an emergency um, add-on. <laughs> okay. Bruce Breaking Springsteen news. was just oh. busted for a DWI at the Jersey Shore. And like just now? Yeah, what? like bro- we just got it in at 11 20 a.m. Listen, that's when Bruce. I guess Barry's like, that's why I check Slack while I'm recording. <laughs> that it is. Like I get <laughs> I get um notifications and the right segue into commercials because oh his, was, his commercial was was, you know, there were mixed feelings his about G-dad. that as well. Yeah. Crazy that I mean Bruce Springsteen legend, this is the first advertisement he's ever done. He does, Which, like, I, okay, he doesn't need to. I don't know. I mean, I, uh, yeah, certainly he doesn't nah. need to. But it's interesting because it's like, I mean, celebrities have been in commercials forever. Oh, yeah. And it's, especially now, it's like you have, I mean, 
Nicole Kidman has like a skincare discount code on her Instagram. Like, I can't. it's like all the, <laughs> you, you know, like more and I feel like more than ever because of social media, no matter how famous you are, it's just like, yeah, I'll do an ad. It's an easy half a million dollars. And yeah. Like, Funny story about Bruce now. Springsteen, because like, I guess we're all filled with them. I was walking home. Um, I have a few stories. About Remember his show was on Broadway. Like, yeah. So I was walking home and I heard people in the like screaming and I couldn't figure out what they were saying, but they were yelling Bruce, like what his fans do. So I so then these cops were like, you can't go this way, can't go this way. And I got so pissed and that I said to the police officer, officer, I am literally walking home. I am not not going this way because Bruce Springsteen is standing there like and he and he looked me dead (laughs) in the face and goes, all right, come this way. Like I was like, I'm not like trying to get to the I need to go home and I'm not going around an avenue and back. Obviously, you're talking New York City and like whatever. But yeah, these people, I think to me, the commercial aspect that stuck out the most this year was uh, Paramount Plus new streaming service. They had like five million commercials <laughs> oh, yeah. during the Super Bowl with all of the people from these shows like climbing this Paramount imaginary mountain, and it was just like that was it was the one I remember because it was on forty five times. Um, Can you imagine but, yeah. how much money they paid for that? Because well, I think like a thirty second ad was like four point five million or something. I mean, they could Barry, afford it. Barry, the the thing is. The Super Bowl's on CBS and Paramount Plus is the CBS streaming network. So they got a discount. I don't think, yeah, I mean, it's all, they're, they're helping. They're like, that's just like Promoting masturbating. Their own thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have been they're seeing, just, they're just jerking off their own. <laughs> I have been seeing the Michael B. Jordan Alexa one on TikTok for weeks um, before it was yeah, before they, the Super Bowl. They released some of them so early. Also, Timothy Chalamet as Edgar Scissorhands. I mean, I don't that, like that. That's Did not like that. for me. Um, Did not like that. <laughs> also, we got the first teaser trailer for M. Night Shyamalan's new movie, which I was already excited for, and now I'm extra excited for. It's called Old, and it comes out this summer, which I, I don't know. Oh, I'm yes. Looking- I know. I've heard you talk about that for a little while now. Yeah. Which you will okay, hopefully be me. able to see in theaters. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> We've been talking about it for years. I've heard you talk about this a lot. Maybe Wait, stop. Um, <laughs> Wait, really quick. Also, I agree with you, yeah. Dina. Going back to Michael B. Jordan, like I went to his Instagram and he posted the commercial like last week, and I was like, "That's not fun." Okay, like, it's interesting actually to see sometimes which celebrities post their own commercials gosh. as ads because, like. A lot of the time, if you're in the TV commercial, that's what it is. You get paid for the commercial and then it's over. But now there's like a double dip because then you'll see like Brie Larson post her Buick thing on Instagram, hashtag ad. And it's like, okay, so she's getting paid for the commercial and for the Instagram and post. The feed. Like, right. Yeah. It's interesting Guys, how that's changed. this is what we do all day. <laughs> <laughs> like investigate. Hashtag ad. That means taxes are involved. Like how much do we think she charged for this feed Look, post? Sometimes you'll see like Zendaya post her Valentino campaign and it's just like, isn't this cool? I did a Valentino campaign. But then sometimes it's like, buy this new bag, hashtag ad. We've all been there, trying to fit everything we might need for a trip, only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip. 
no problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes, bring them all with base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it too from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash betches. Go to basetravel.com slash betches for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash betches. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. Okay, we've we've pretended to talk about sports long enough. <laughs> we have to talk about um, framing Britney Spears, which, <sighs> Dylan, uh, I'm going to just hand this one right over to you. Well, <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like I you many, would break it down the best. I feel right like I've ahead. spoken about this with so many people in the last four days well i also just have like thoughts so many and thoughts. i don't and i don't want to like right. jump to it okay so if you i mean you're probably aware if you're listening to this but framing britney spears it's uh the newest episode of this series new york times pre- presents it's an fx series it's on hulu um it's like 70 minutes long if you haven't watched it just i mean an hour and 43 minutes to be exact because i had to start it no i I think it's like an hour and 14 minutes it's like it's it's less than an hour and a half for sure wow my tv said (laughs) i wonder what i watched um, (laughs) but so basically it's this documentary walking through like most of britney spears's life um and it it kind of shows how the media mistreated her earlier in her career and makes Justin Timberlake not look very good. It makes Diane Sawyer not look very good. Um, And there's a lot of paparazzi stuff from kind of the mid late two thousands when she was, you know, really publicly going through her tough times. And then it gets into all the stuff with her conservatorship, which I have been pretty familiar with. I've written about it in the past. Like, I think, I think, okay. So I have a lot of thoughts about this documentary, but I think one of the things for me is I overestimated how much people were just aware of what's gone on with Britney Spears in the Mm -hmm. last 
several years because to me I'm like yeah like everybody knows about the conservatorship everybody knows her dad's a dick like whatever I mean like people are talking about it it is what it is but I when I posted about it on my Instagram story I was like I feel a little weird that this documentary is a thing like we know like there's not really new like there's no real like bombshell new information right Right. it kind of lays out stuff that you know whatever and somebody dm'd me and they were like oh like i thought the conservatorship ended in like 2009 like i can't believe this is still happening like which like i mean whatever it hasn't been difficult to find that information but i i do get that like if you don't pay attention to this stuff a lot you might not have realized and there is a lot of shit that's gone down in this situation and yeah i mean more than anything i hope that this leads to some positive change because if we're going to be talking about it, you know, we want it to actually lead somewhere, not just to be like a, another true crime documentary. Right. My main takeaway from this is, well, number one, I'm a Britney fan. I, I wasn't completely blown away. Like people were posting about it and then I watched it and I was like, what were they so blown away? It's like kind of what you just said, Dylan. Like I knew about all of this. Like I wasn't right, like, like shocked. <laughs> When it's like Justin Timberlake was a dick, it's like, yeah, we've been new, but okay. So my (laughs) thought about this is that I thought the actual documentary was completely biased because it was made by her fans and like people of having to do with that. Like Britney wasn't in it. Her family wasn't in it. No one on that side could had could speak about it and well it's not because they weren't asked to be no so so they declined right so they were so it was all one like one-sided and they were but even britney spears posted yesterday and she wrote like no one knows exactly like what's going on in her life like not one person besides her family can speak about that like not even her Mm -hmm. biggest fans they don't know so this documentary itself pinned everyone against what the hell's going on in her life. And that I don't think was right at all. I think, yeah, it's hard because it's like, I like when you have a legal expert talking about what a conservatorship means, like that's, that's black and white. Like yeah, thanks. a right. conservatorship Google is a legal thing. You know, it's good to talk about that and understand it, but like n- nobody that was involved in the making of this knows like the full, full, full right. truth. It's like, there are a right. lot of, you know, there is a lot of information we can read into the court documents and all of that. And like, whatever it's not like it's not worth talking about or there aren't certain things that are like undeniably true but there are parts of it where it's like we don't quite know right yeah they also didn't talk i one person said something in the doc i forgot who it was that made a lot of sense but they also in the documentary didn't talk about her successes which i guess it it wasn't about it wasn't supposed to be about that but they also didn't talk about her mental health and Again, no one knows about that either, but they were, they really were, people were just making money uh, mm-hmm. from her suffering, which I thought was very interesting. Some, yeah, I know someone in the doc said like this was, no one was talking about mental health right. at that time, the exactly. way we talk about it today. Mm-hmm. So it was all, everything was literally taken at, at face value or how the tabloids were framing it mm-hmm. or word of mouth, rumors, all that. And one, and Obviously, we can sort of pick apart different parts if we want. But one thing that really frustrated me was the paparazzo that they had on there. And he's like, they asked him basically, do you think the paparazzi being there riled her up? Do you think that made her upset? And he's like, well, she never asked us to go away. 
There were and hundreds he said, of There you. were times when she would say, can you guys leave me alone for the day? And we would do that. We would get our picture and leave her alone. But she didn't ask us to leave her alone forever. I'm like, what the, what I, the fuck? Yeah, I felt really weird about his involvement. I mean, me there's like, on some level, it's an interesting perspective. But it sort of feels like if the whole point of this documentary is to show how fucked up, like, her whole career treatment has been why are you giving so much space to this guy to just like talk about his narrative like i would rather hear like barry was saying again i understand this isn't the point but i wish they would have given a little more context to everything that britney achieved in her career despite all of the negativity and the obstacles Mm -hmm. because i actually think i was i was dming with someone about this and they were pushing back when i said that and they were like well i mean that's not the point like we don't need to water down all the stuff that's happened and i was saying you do if you're gonna make a documentary (laughs) well because because the media has done her wrong so much i think a lot of people don't know how much she's accomplished and don't respect what she's accomplished and i've always thought of her as this kind of like crazy slut who is just like you know whatever and so like i i know that that's not the main point of the documentary but i think that giving a little more background and context and just like celebrating everything that she's done even if it's not the main point it's like actually yeah like because that changes people's opinions of her because like i don't think people a lot of people like our parents age think of britney spears as somebody who's like a really strong successful person Mm-hmm. I think I I definitely agree with that. I think um, even I'm I'm a fan in the sense that I enjoy her music. I've listened to it for as long as I can remember, and I know little bits and bops about what's going on. Obviously, I knew everything about the conservatorship. Bits and bops. Bits and bops. Um, <laughs> and even it's at the you beginning, be I'm practicing <laughs> for when I move. Um, bits and bobs. Yeah. Bits mm-hmm. and bobs. Um, <laughs> At the beginning, they were talking about uh, Baby One More Time, I think it was, mm-hmm. and it sold a- over 11 million copies. And I knew mm-hmm. it, obviously, is such a successful track, but I had no idea it was that big. And I think it would have definitely benefited to incorporate things like that. It didn't have to be the whole premise of the documentary, right. but to I, just like you were saying, despite all this shit that she was going through and all these people turning on her or framing her in this way or saying that she's a bad influence and a slut and whatever. What did you do to ruin your relationships with these men and whatever? Despite all of that, she's still making music, doing performances, breaking records, doing all this stuff. And I think that would have been good. I would love to see maybe in like 10 or 20 years, like in the future, I feel like there could be like a really great, documentary about kind of like her whole life and career that maybe will be more that and hopefully Mm -hmm. there will be a happy ending she she at a young age didn't care what but in a good way didn't care she wore what she wanted to wear she hit me baby one more time was a sexual song like she knew that people even in interviews asked her and she was like well let them think that someone uh uh someone said something like a mother called in or whatever something really inappropriate and she was like that was really mean like britney has always been like a really down-to-earth like nice celebrity and that doesn't isn't talked about either but the thing is like she chose to dress like sexually and like dance about it and like why should she get penalized for that yeah she's like i'm not here to babysit your kids right that it's like i mean 
she's making her career decisions. And as a mother, if you don't want to play her music for your kid, then yeah. don't. Like, yeah. she's not don't. out there saying, like, you will listen to me. Like, I will be a, ch- a child role model. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, Sammy did an I Instagram so story much. last oh. night or this morning. I don't remember when she watched it. And I actually agreed with something she said where, again, we can't uh, – put her and mental health under a microscope because we don't know. But in our opinion, should she be under a conservatorship? Maybe. Yes. I actually don't disagree with that. But should it be under her father? That's the that's the question, because like her father has been known to like not be a nice person and maybe take advantage. But I'm looking at it just me where she is very successful and has had some issues and there it's to the point where like maybe they were protecting her money because like i'm sorry i'm no britney spears but i would i would spend all that money too i would spend all of my money <laughs> i really would I, and like I when you're think, not in the right yeah. headspace like that i think i'm sorry i agree with it i think you're right about the fact that it's two separate questions whether yeah. the conservatorship should end and whether her dad jamie should be removed because yeah. the thing mm-hmm. is she actually britney has said I mean, obviously, we don't know, like, all of the behind the scenes of what goes into these court documents and everything. But Britney has not always been like, I want out of this conservatorship ASAP. Like, there are in certain, like, court documents and stuff, she's requesting extensions and whatever. But what is clear is that she doesn't want her dad in charge. her father. And so it's like, I don't understand if there are other people that she feels are equally capable and responsible and aren't her dad like i well, don't yeah she was saying what the big uh, it, well in the documentary it was saying she wanted strictly like external financial professionals mm-hmm. to be in charge of it and i think that's completely logical throughout the entire doc they were basically saying like her dad not that he wasn't in the picture but it was her yeah, mother no, who she- was going to new york with her mm-hmm. and her father was only just like is this worth my money? You doing all this? And then when she started to pop off, it's like, she's going to be so rich. She's going to buy me a boat. She's going to do X, Y, Z. Like it's always a boat. boat. The skeeziest people always are involved with boats. Like, (laughs) I mean, mm. if someone offered me a yacht or a boat, like I would definitely take it regardless of how skeezy. I'm thinking of like the, the Dixie chicks, uh, tights on my boat song. I'm on a boat or that song. Oh, wow. That's a throwback. Interesting. Yeah, that's the only line I <laughs> Different, know. Different, but of that. I'm on a boat. <laughs> I'm Betch's co founder, Aileen. And as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, et cetera, I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button down, I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western, Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm gonna wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And 
Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's L-E-E dot com. That's L-E-E dot com to shop spring looks now. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to NUULY.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's NUULY.com, Newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Did you guys hear the Friday remix by Rebecca Black? No. Not yet. I'm surprised you didn't share it with, like in our chat, Dylan. Oh my God, so I'm we so can sorry. listen to it. Um, Barry, you will hate it. Dana, you might he knows might hate so it. Well. It's like it's for the gays, definitely. <laughs> I'll probably like Excuse hate me. it first. That, that, doesn't mean I, that doesn't mean no, I wouldn't like, like it. It sounds like a Charlie XCX remix. And I mean mm. that in the best way possible, but that's not like <laughs> the most accessible type of music. Fair. <laughs> That's true. Um, okay. Her music is very touch and go for me. Well, so isn't this only her? I'll get back Rebecca, to you. Rebecca Black's isn't this remix her second song? Like it literally, like she made a song ten years ago, and like this is the second one, and it's the remix no. of the original. No, oh, she, she had stuff. No, she's been putting out music. She's big on TikTok. She's big she, on TikTok. She's always been like around a little bit, but like she's she's had to come up on TikTok. Like she has millions of followers. I want to be that kind of celebrity. I want to be like wealthy and successful, but I just want to be where people are like, yeah, she's around. Like she's she never she's went Barry's around. <laughs> <laughs> she's also only like 23 years old. Fuck. Yeah. She wrote, um, yeah, that's right. She wrote that song when she was like a kid. Well, like, she didn't write it. Yeah. But yeah. Well, it came she out. put it out. It came um, out. <laughs> okay. So we're going to talk about this viral story of this audio this <laughs> what am i saying oh um, yes oh i was like aaron rod no so we know we know that all these court proceedings are now happening on zoom because of um the panda express and there is <laughs> so there was this video that went viral of this lawyer who was on zoom and he couldn't figure out how to turn off his filter so he looked like a cat 
Um, Dylan, so you can't gonna- just call the pandemic something and not tell us ahead of that and would just throw us for a loop. Okay. If you know, Very, you know. It's a thing. It's a thing. I didn't know. I only know Panini. I only know people panini, call it Panini. Panera Bread, Pantamonium, <laughs> Panda Express, Parabola, <laughs> everything. Okay. okay. We're gonna play. Uh, we're gonna play this audio uh, of this Zoom call. Mr. Ponton, I believe you have a filter <laughs> turned on in the video settings. Uh, you might want to. Uh, uh. Take- Take we're trying look. to. We're tr- can you hear me, Judge? I can hear you. I think it's a filter. It, in the- it is, and I don't know how to remove it. I've got my assistant here. She's trying to, but uh, I'm prepared to go forward with it. That's. I'm here live. That's not. I'm not a cat. <laughs> I can. I can see that. Um, I think if you click the up arrow next to the. Sorry, because these are live I, reactions, by the way. Like, I, we, not... I actually hadn't watched it before, and it is better than I Guys, the um, cat, like, talking and its little eyes going, like, to the, the side. Like, the like crazy in, eyes at the Boots beginning. eyes that are, like, about to cry. He got, guys, he reiterated. He goes, you're a cat. And the guy was like, I can see that. Like, he was like, do you think I fucking want to be a cat I, right now? That is so funny. I like oh how we're, like... 11 months into this and some people just still can't quite get the hang of it how did that happen because he was even i get he's like older whatever but like what you don't just like randomly hit a button at like accidentally like yeah i don't even know i don't even know how to become a cat on zoom (laughs) i couldn't do it if you asked yeah i don't and he was like i'm getting my you guys how old know how this feels like his assistant dylan Apparently, he looks like a jungle cat. Wait, but guys, it is so many. really, really, really stressful. Like, we've gone through things where, like, our sound doesn't work or, like, our mic isn't connected, our headphones, and it's very stressful. Imagine you had a full fucking cat filter during a court hearing, and, like, <laughs> I felt that for him. I really did, but... What's funny also is that on this Zoom screenshot video that went viral it literally says this zoom is per- it cannot be recorded like by law it's like Oops. okay yeah they had um, to have made an exception for that i that has never happened to me i hope it never does but to be honest i don't think i'm on any like high stakes enough zooms that it would really <laughs> no. I would just get I clowned like you would by my coworkers. Really bad, really well i mean i think you'd you'd play it off really well. your honor i am not a cat <laughs> I would pretend like there was nothing there not. and just that they could see it and I can't. I'd be like, what are you guys talking about? Like, I swear um, I'm not a that's cat. That's really rude. Like, I don't look like a cat. Fuck you. I don't even like cats. I don't know I'm what's allergic. going on. I'm allergic to cats, actually. Like, in re- like <laughs> seriously? I feel like a lot of yeah. people are, but they're... We can't talk. Why about would he make we, that up? We can't talk about cats. Seriously, like, yes, can, seriously, I'm allergic to cats. We could go. I know. I'm like that's not like weird either. But okay, <laughs> sorry. We have to talk about Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley because mm-hmm. they're enga- engaged. Like Inga- engaged. What? First of all, he has also been dating like frequently, right? Who is his girlfriend? He had a girlfriend, Danica Patrick, and then I think he was dating someone else. I know before Danica Patrick, he was with Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn. And then there was, I thought there was someone in between Sheila and Woodley, but maybe not. There was. I don't, he's not like my. Oh, wasn't, weren't they dating and then they broke up and then they started dating again? Danica? Shailene? 
Shailene? Or no, is we didn't. Okay, else? so we didn't know. We just heard last week, like, oh, sources say that Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers are dating. Yeah, like everyone heard at the exact same. That time. was like brand. Yeah. That was like brand new news. And then over the weekend, he he was named the NFL MVP, I think, of the yeah. season. And he did this like virtual speech to accept the award and he's thanking all these people and it's like, you know, random people that we don't care about. And then he says, and my fiance, I got engaged this year. And we're like, wait, 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 wait. wait. So three (laughs) days ago, we found out that you're like reportedly dating Shailene Woodley. And then now you say you have a fiance. So like just by like the process of, you know, using our little powers of deduction, it's like yeah. the fiance, Shailene Woodley. Like, imagine I, okay. it wasn't. Wait, but you know, the thing that makes it even more interesting in his speech when he was thanking all these people, the only other person that you would like know about that he thanked, he thanked Jodie Foster, <laughs> who is in Shailene Woodley's new movie. Well, they're in a movie together that comes out this month. It's called The Mauritanian. I've already seen it. It's good. But it's like, why on earth would Aaron Rodgers be thanking jo- Jodie Foster if he's not with Shailene Woodley? Well, also unclear right. why he's thanking her if they were rumored to have been introduced here, it says, by their uh, their astrologer, Deborah mm. Silverman. So they share an astrologer. And I feel like that the is astrologer like is the- probably like, Aaron, you know who you would go real? I have another client. Energy- I think what a statement. Their that is the fucking most like bougie thing I've ever heard. That it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, we actually see the same astrologer, and so is like, it. Is an astrologer like, like a less pathetic sounding version of a matchmaker? No, no, <laughs> an astrologer is someone okay. you go to to get like read. I think this was just well, a coincidence. Yeah, I know, like what. I know like what an astrologer is, but it's like for famous people, are you like, uh, do you go to like the A-list astrologer in the hopes that they'll be like, you know who I also they work just with? I'm going to go ahead, I'm gonna go ahead and contact Miss Deborah Silverman then, because if she can find someone for me, <laughs> then I'm going to go to an astrologer. Very, <laughs> you know, you know, you're already in Patty Stanger's DMs 24 <laughs> seven. Now you're going to get even more creative. Yeah. Patty Stanger is really nice, by the way, you guys, but we were talking and then I happened to have joked with her. I was like, can you get me a boyfriend? And she dead serious replied to me and was like, are you in our database? It's free. And she sent me the link to, to her website. And I was like, wow, stay humble, Mary. It's fine. Also, we, speaking oh, you of, thought she was going to be like, yes, here's a man. Like I was jo- maybe I don't, she'd be like, I thought she was going to be like, haha, LOL. Like, oh my God, I wish girl. Like that was the answer. I thought I was going to get Did you fill like, it out or what? Oh. No, but I did look into it. Like I even talked to Sarah about it. Like Levine, who we work with. And, um, she was like, oh my God, like, let me like, it, it, it looks like a very legit website, which I'm assuming it is. Cause that's literally her job. But anyway, speaking of that and love and romance, if they get married, Shailene Woodley's fiance, uh, fiance, sister-in-law is going to be Jojo Fletcher. Who's dating Aaron's brother, Jordan. But I hear that they don't talk. They've been engaged for like four years now. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Which like well, no shade. It's like, just well, interesting. That's all we have to say about that. <laughs> I, you know, Jojo is not somebody who I particularly uh, pay attention to. That's um, what I was going to say. Yeah. To be honest, like, I like Shailene Woodley. I think she's really talented, but the the Rogers men don't interest me. So, you know. I would love if, and they may or may not have met already, Shailene may or may not be a closet bachelor stan, but I would love if she met 
they like met them one day and she's like hey uh and Jojo Fletcher's just like, oh, hey, Shailene, whatever. And Shailene's like, who the fuck are you? I, What's your name? I'm sure somebody has already, like, combed through Shailene Woodley's, like, old tweets or whatever and checked if she's ever tweeted about The Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, sure. I don't know. Whoever like, that Shailene person Woodley, is. It's interesting because I feel like Shailene Woodley is the kind of celebrity who people generally respect her and think she's good at her work. And she kind of, like doesn't get that sort of tabloid attention that much like mm-hmm. i know she she got arrested at the that pipeline she was like protesting at the mm-hmm. pipeline um so she it's not like she never is in the news but she's not somebody who's like dating someone new every week or whatever so i right. feel like it's interesting to kind of be like oh like now she's with this celebrity who's dated other celebrities like it feels kind of different for her so i don't know what do you I think see them. it's it feels kind of random but i also am not like what the fuck like i don't know do you think she's watched the bachelor or bachelorette ever yeah yes like you that's to be honest i know there's people who like don't watch certain shows but like it's weird if you've never seen an episode i would say yeah i don't think she watches the bachelor i would say she has seen the bachelor okay yes also, and i i don't think that's weird if i didn't write that newsletter i would have <laughs> have gone 24 years and counting without watching that <laughs> that's that franchise at all that is you know? true I, I shouldn't you know i but nope. not just the bachelor i say that about like every show like have you guys um i'm gonna i'm gonna really be upset if the answer is no to this have you guys seen an episode of jeopardy or wheel of fortune yeah, yeah what we've well, talked jeopardy, about this we jeopardy talked about and this wheel of fortune Alex are Trebek not the died. same as the bachelor to me guys i'm just no. throwing out random other shows like, the no. bachelor is on, on the, the bachelor network. is on like 10 mondays a year jeopardy is on every single day for our every entire lives day. hell yeah, yeah. like hell i've never yeah. seen a bravo show and that's probably very Oof, odd to earmuffs we have to it's put not- earmuffs on for that it's not on to me. It's, but I it's think a lifestyle. That's the, same, that's the same thing as like I've never <laughs> it's seen. A, it's a lifestyle. And also I will bachelor. never try to force somebody to watch Bravo because I think it's a journey that everyone discovers in their own time. But we do have to say, I totally agree with that. But I do have to say it is really annoying when people like ask us like our number one annoying question, I would say when people say, what should I start? Should I start at season like whatever? And I go, no, no, you start at season one. Why would somebody you was like, want to watch the yeah, somebody ask asked me the last time. week. They were like, they were like, I want to watch Real Housewives of New York. Where where should I start? Don't say season one. And I'm like, I'm gonna say season one because that's season the right one. answer. What do you what like, do you mean? Do you want me to like do you like you come to me? You call me a Bravo <laughs> don't expert. Don't ask for my opinion you if you don't call want me it. a Bravo expert. Yes. Oh, like I it, <laughs> I mean the disrespect. But that being said, <laughs> th- that being said, I I love it. I appreciate all of the um engagement it was like please keep dming oh. me i will always say season one <laughs> we okay yeah we gotta end this um thank you. <laughs> thank you so much everyone for listening to another episode this was a lot of fun be sure to rate review subscribe and barry where can we find you at barry rosenfeld dylan at dylan Hafer. and i'm at d michelle one l four e's on one all L4 social e's, media baby. platforms <laughs> Talk to you next week. Betches.